Hello. Hello. Can you hear Sorry, me? Sorry, I was trying to hide. Yeah, I was trying to hide a clock in a cupboard. It was ticking, and um, yeah. And what was that that led to? Um, that was the side of my headphones. Oh. So, are you going to continue being a complete disaster, or do we give you time to get yourself together and then record a podcast? Are you going to bark all day? This is a tasty burger. I am just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny. You are a sad, strange little man. These guys were at it. Don't fail me again. I mean, I guess this is a pick and mix episode, is it not? Yes. So Sick. Hello. we need to update the the thingy on Anchor and things like that because it says film news. No, we don't like do that. film news. Okay. No, it's it's it, there's too much, and it, it it's like it, at least we've got we've seen these things now, so we've got analysis and and certain reactions where you know. <laughs> Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a, a look at the world of films, film franchises, and film analysis, reaction, and, you know, whatever. That's this week great, is man. a pick and mix episode where we talk about whatever, and we're talking about the recently completed series, Ms. Marvel. We were going to do one about Moon Knight, but I, I, I felt, even though I really, really enjoyed Moon Knight, I feel like I've got more to say about Ms. Marvel. We're not coming at it from sort of like knowing anything anything cool man way to way to sell a short no i i know what you we're, we're not going to bestow upon you any kind of new level of cultural understanding we are white middle class dudes and i think a lot of the criticism has come from white dudes like us yeah which is a damn shame it is a damn shame and because i think it remains it, it's like disney's lowest their debut for a Marvel series. That might be because it was being shown at the same time as everyone, but it doesn't really seem as many people are sort of talking about it in the way they were talking about One Division or Loki or you know, some of the others, which is a shame. Oh. It's a fantastic series. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think it's it's up there with the best. I, I it's kind of neck and neck with One Division. Uh, now I've yeah, I, yeah. One Division's top of my kind of personal. Uh, Marvel TV series, if we're not including the Netflix stuff, um, in terms of the Disney Plus stuff, uh, One Division was a nice surprise. You know, it was a nice kind of like, oh shit, where did this come from? Ms. Marvel is up there as kind of just, it's just a really, really good show. Yeah, and and the the sort of the character and the world and and the different kind of um, challenges she faces and things like that, it's all very, very compelling. It's weird because I was watching Obi Wan and it was it was okay, it was it was fine. I couldn't get super excited by it, but then it, Wednesday meant a new episode, and I would watch Ms. Marvel first. Yes, and yeah, then yeah, watch yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah. Like I was more excited to watch Ms. Marvel. I've liked what they've sort of done with the character recently, like just just in the comic books. I mean, she has been going for like a decade. Well, it's the shortest uh, gap between debuting in a comic and live action mm. of, a, of any, well, certainly any Marvel character. Um, and it's the first, she's the first comic character to be introduced since the MCU. Wow. So I, th- I think it's 2013 when her first comic came out. That might be wrong. but um, Yeah. It, it, it's like, and, and there just seems to be a, uh, there seems to have been a bigger push for 
her character just in general, like in the Avengers game. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played that, but yes, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's her story. I mean, I'm not like a massive reader of comics, but I've read some of the Marvel Champions, where it was almost like Young Avengers, but not Young Avengers. Yeah, and she was like one of the main ones in that. And she's fun. Yeah, she's yeah, a fun yeah, character. Yeah. I really like Kamala Khan, and uh, and so I had I had certain reservations like going into it because I was like, okay, they're changing the powers. Why why are they doing that? I think they're doing that because her powers are quite similar to um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, partly. Going to call I, him Fantastic Mister Four. Fantastic um, Mister Four, that is his name. Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic. Yeah. He's the one who breaks in and steals all the chickens. Um, yes, but that sort of stretching, embiggening powers. Well, I, I thought the hard light stuff, her powers in the program looked really cool. Certainly visually, they're really nice. Yeah, I actually, I, I really like the the change to her powers. Um, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of that. So. And I think she can do more with them as well, like the stretching powers and and sort of you know she can be giant sized or you know kind of have a giant fist to punch enemies with. Um, I think with the the hard like she there's more that they can do, and it looks cool. And yeah, yeah. half of half of the whole superhero thing is powers that look cool, right? It it definitely looks cool, and I, I, I'm not entirely sure that stretching works particularly well on screen. As shown in uh, Doctor Strange, is yeah, it looks a bit. I don't know. I I don't know. I thought it looked okay. Well, I think I've mentioned how much I dislike Stretch Armstrong before. Oh yeah, yeah, you have, man. We've talked a lot for me we to have. know that sort of niche information about you. Yeah, I know, and I told you that you were a fool because Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, I know. Awesome. But you tell me that about most things. Yeah, I do, I do. But specifically, I told you about it about Stretch Armstrong, and yeah, you uh, said I just hate fun. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Particularly stretchy fun and popping candy. Yeah, I know, man. Like, I, I, there's probably like an army of ten year olds out there that would kick your ass for saying that stretchy stuff and popping candy. Yeah, you like no, not stretchy stuff. Like stretchy cheese is good, but Stretch Armstrong is not. Anyway, Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I told you. I think I told you last time about the. Stretch Armstrong movie that was going to happen with Taylor Lautner. Yeah, then cruelly n- never happened. I'd love I've, to. I'd love to see a Stretch Armstrong movie. What, oh, he stretches. Oh, we can pick up something from another room. Let me stretch well, a bit can, more. Hey. No, 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 no. He can. He can use his Ooh, can arm back. or whatever as a catapult. He yeah, Mister Tickle, the film. No, no, no. It's see, look, I'm not getting into this with you right now. They had to talk about Ms. Marvel. Yes, I, I tried to bring us back, but you tried to. I know because over here again. I couldn't leave it just hanging in the winds. <laughs> like I no, Stretch Armstrong is awesome, and that is the official viewpoint of this podcast. It's not. I think last time I said the only good thing about Stretch Armstrong is he had a stretching dog called Fetch Armstrong. That, yeah. that is the only good thing. No, no, it isn't. Right, I'm not. I'm not getting into this again. See, that's the thing. This is not only a pointless side argument. We've had this pointless side argument before. I know. So let's just let's just chill. So yeah, the the, the powers and everything. I was kind of like, uh, you know, I, I I was 
suspicious. <laughs> I think it's probably the best best kind of thing. Because I was like, why are they doing that? And I don't think it is to do with Mr. Fantastic, even though I mean, they've confirmed recently that Fantastic Four is in, in the works, as we knew it would be. But her powers are quite similar to, you know, if one of her main powers, I know she can sort of in big and get really big, um, but if her main power is sort of stretching, it is quite similar to yeah, yeah, Mr. Fantastic. I suppose, I, and before Richards actually makes a proper MCU yeah. debut. What I loved about this and what I actually really appreciate about some of Marvel's offerings now is that the superhero stuff is just kind of the structure. It's just the framework. And then the rest of it gets sort of filled in with cultural backgrounds and 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 all sorts of things. And And the thing I really, really like about Ms. Marvel is that it feels authentic. It feels genuine, like the whole uh, her growing up and, and, you know, spoilers for real life. I've never been a teenage Muslim girl growing up in New Jersey, but I could relate to her in, in you know, struggles in school, you, you know, growing pains in general. I yeah. mean, if you look at it, I mean, what, what I really liked is that I think there was a tweet or something that said uh, to the people who were saying that they couldn't relate to Kamala Khan. A teenager trying to balance superpowers and high school, that's just Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. And they didn't have any problem with, no. with relating to Spider-Man. But as soon as it's a a, a young Muslim woman, that apparently it, it's it's impossible. It's strange that the, the yeah, um, not being able to relate to something becomes almost like a, a valid criticism because um there's a lot of similar stuff for that. It's it quite a big review. I can't remember who did it or, or what publication it was in but a criticism of um uh, turning red when that came out earlier this year oh yeah it was very niche and you know unless you happen to be growing up in in uh, toronto in um in sort of 2000 nice dropping of the tea there thank you oronto um <laughs> oronto the yeah that sorry that unless you happen to grow up in that community in toronto in the early 2000 2000s um you wouldn't be able to relate to it but I, I'm not really sure you can di- directly relate to any film ever, really. Yeah, no, that's complete bollocks. That's the thing. I, I related to her. And again, never been uh, an Asian girl growing up in, in Toronto. Yeah. As far as I know. Like, unless you've written the film and made the film and starred in the film yourself, chances are you can't directly, re- you know, you can't directly relate 100% to anything. No. But you can watch I, things and, and understand and learn about um other, other you know other cultures experiences and things that are and you th- themes that are universal i think that this is this is a cultural problem that we have where there are a subset of people mostly white yeah mostly I was say, m- m- as, as i said most of the criticisms to, and, and feelings like that come from people who look like you and me yeah i know and that bums me out yeah um i think because sort of white, cisgendered, heterosexual male was seen as the default for the, you know, as incorrect as that is, you know, and culture was sort of geared towards that. And it wasn't just films and TV. It was like, you know, it was video games and music and comic books and everything. Now, a little bit of kind of like addressing that balance seems like an attack somehow to these people and because again they see things as as very much a cultural war they you know they want 
everything that's woke to stop and all this crap i mean it is it is absolute bollocks the the, the trouble with the whole thing is that yeah it's like it's like you said stories are universal and characters that that's the thing she's not an alien from another planet she's a human being growing up in the world therefore we share a lot with her we've all we've okay i dare say a lot of us have grown up and gone to school and yeah. you know and had those growing pains and stuff that's all universal stuff the 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 kind of the extra pressures on her being a muslim and having parents who expect certain things and kind of whatever that's all detail and i i love stuff like that i loved finding out the different things and and what i really liked about ms marvel is that with the sort of the muslim side of things especially when they visit the mosque they present it as it is it's not an idealized version but like mm. this sort of divide between men and women and the women's yeah. side is crappier and that um is it nakia's shoes go missing yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 so that keeps happening yeah, exactly, and 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 it's it's not like it's not saying feel sorry for us Muslim women. It's not saying like do this. It's just presenting it how it is, and it feels authentic. You know, that's that's what happens when you get people who actually do have this background and they put it into something. And the thing is, it's still a Marvel show. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. it's still a Marvel show, but it has these things that ground it. And and that's the thing I've I've always liked about comics in general is that people from all walks of life end up ascending into this this super heroic kind of stratosphere and normally there is some sort of superhero team up type thing and personalities clash because they know very very different things and it's it's interesting to me that whole thing like and and i think in general phase four like with shang chi and eternals and things like that is really really showing the sort of breadth of experiences like how how these people are, are coming at the whole superhero thing from different angles i think i think phase four is one of the most interesting kind of things there are some people who are saying it's boring and whatever and they can go to hell because i i'm really really enjoying as i said the sort of superhero stuff is the set dressing the the core of it is just characters and people which we should all be able to relate to I think, um, I mean, yeah, you're right that people have sort of been criticising Phase 4 overall for sort of maybe being a bit directionless and with no real, um, need another word for Endgame, no real destination in sight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, which is maybe that's why they've suddenly announced like, um, you know, a couple of, well, we're recording this uh, in the week following the 2022 Comic Con where they yeah. announced the next slate of uh, eight or nine Marvel properties culminating in um, Avengers Destination um, but whether that's why they've announced that so you can sort of see where it's headed and know that there is a, a sort of a, a plan in, in place. I don't think so, I think they've always had a plan. Yeah but they I don't mean, always announce it because I think Kevin Feige said that one of the reasons Avengers Age of Ultron sort of maybe didn't do as well and wasn't as well thought of was because by that point, they'd already announced everything that was coming in Phase 3 and that it was ending in, as then was announced, uh, Infinity War Part 1 and 2. So that people mm. weren't really interested in the Ultron one. They were just waiting for the end game before we knew it was called Endgame. Yeah. That, you know, what's next, what's next, what's next? 
that's the thing. It's nice to have stuff to look forward to, but it is also, I, you know, I, Marvel can't win when it comes to that thing. They either announce their slate and, it, you know, it's like phase five and phase six. And yeah. people are just like, oh, I'm so sick of these Marvel movies. And then, and if they don't, they're just like, oh, they're so directionless. So they're not building to anything. Like, yeah. just, you know, oh, wow, hate a popular thing. And and to be honest, I'm 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 all for hating a popular thing if I feel it deserves it. But I really don't think Marvel deserves the criticism it gets at the moment. Uh, that said, it can handle a lot of criticism because it is you know the biggest oh, it, franchise it, in the world. It, yeah, it, it, and and it can handle itself. I'm I'm you know I'm going to keep enjoying Marvel stuff. And you know yeah. I, I I think the thing the thing the stage I think that Marvel have have reached now. Is is kind of the stage the comics are. You don't need to see everything. You really don't like. The, the, I don't think you're going to be losing out on much by not, other than a great TV show, by not seeing Ms. Marvel. I guess. I mean, I, I heard some of that. It's almost like, um, like when I mean, I think you read comics much more than I do. I mean, I, I do read quite a few of them, but um, but um, you do have things like they'll mention something, and then there'll be a, like a little box at the bottom of the of a panel saying. See episode or see this yeah. comic for and 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 this range of exactly. uh, this range of issues for the full backstory, like you had yeah. in um, Doctor Strange. We're not, I don't think we're really spoiling Doctor Strange here because I think he's in the trailer, where um, at the start of the movie where he approaches Wanda, and she says, oh, "I was expecting you to come to see me about Westview," and he says, yeah. "It's not about Westview," but then they leave it at that. Whereas in a comic, it would say, "See one division episodes one to six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's that's it. So. You know, if you want to get the context for that, then you can. And l let me let me kind of like try and paint a picture for people who are just like, oh, it's too complicated, or I don't understand it, or I missed so and so TV show, and so will I understand this? If you care about it enough, you can just look it up on the internet. Because let me tell you, comic book history and anything related to comic books, like the films and TV shows, have the most meticulously kept. Wiki, wiki pages possible they are updated all the time there is going to be nothing that you cannot find out from that stuff if you really feel that you're missing out and the thing is there's availability as well disney plus is there you can just watch the shows it's it you know if you have disney plus obviously but like I, you know like what i'm saying is that that they're all in one place it's not as if you have to wait for someone to let you borrow the dvd or you have to kind of catch it on a week night or whatever like it's on a streaming service. They're all there. You don't have to miss out if you don't want to. And if, if you if you don't care about that stuff, then fine. But I think the movies and TV shows do a good enough job of being sort of standalone as well. They do recaps. They do certain things where you're just kind of like, oh, okay, that's how that ties into that. And, you know, even a lot of the shows have dealt with sort of post-blip stuff. Yeah. You know, and and they talk about the blip and everything. So if you don't know what that is, if you didn't see one of the most popular movies of all time, uh, then then you can just look that up and go, oh, okay, that's when Thanos snapped away people and they were gone for five years. Yeah, yeah, you know, cool. I I, I honestly don't get it. You choose your level of involvement, and as I said with the comics, no one has the money to keep buying all these comics on a weekly kind of thing. I, you know, you concentrate on one or two, or at most, uh, you know, uh, three 
or four, you know? <laughs> You're going to keep going up. I know, no, no, maybe no, five, I'm sometimes thinking, six, seven, know, maybe. I'm thinking, I'm thinking in terms of comic releases. If you can, eight, maybe. What I'm saying is that, well, because I was thinking about the comic books that I used to buy and, and whatever, and yeah, occasionally three or four, but point being is that you can't, keep doing that you can't keep you know no one expects you to read all the comic books you choose your level of involvement and you choose the kind of thing and if there's something you know i, I i've said before i got to know the x-men via spider-man comics because they would have a crossover hmm. i got to know the fantastic four because of spider-man a lot of these these kind of heroes and villains were introduced to me via spider-man and then i was like oh the x-men seem cool i'm gonna read some X-Men comics or the Fantastic Four seem cool, you know, and, and, and that's your level. So you don't need to watch all these things to get a picture of what's going on. And if you care that much, you should be watching anyway, even if, and even if you don't have the time or the inclination, you can look it up online before you go and see the movie in the cinema. It's really not that complicated, but people, people kind of just have this sort of thing. And it's, it's it's the same it's the same as comic books in general. People go, oh, I want to get into comics, but I don't know where to start. You know, there's there's all these all these kind of things. Just pick up a comic and read it. That's where you start. It, it's the same as soap operas. You know, you know, very few people started on the first episode of that soap opera. You just watch it and you slowly get what's going on because of it. That's you true. Didn't and watch- you can join us for our uh, neighbors finale spoiler special later. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. But. The point being is that I mean, how long has been, Neighbours been running for? Since nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, so the year before I was born. Yeah, I used to watch Neighbours, and at no point did I feel I was missing out on on the previous backstories of certain things. If you don't know who someone is, it's explained in the show. They do a good job of that sort of stuff, and it's the same with this. I am. It to me, it's just excuse making for lots of things, and I've seen a couple of chin strokey think pieces just like oh is it getting too much are people going to understand these niche things you know and it's just like it's the most profitable movie franchise ever a lot of people have seen these movies like it's not this niche thing that i i don't know man it just it fucks me off but anyway ms marvel (laughs) it's a good show on that (laughs) so it's been created by oh sorry what do you see where i'm coming from with that though yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you bothered, you'll watch it. If you don't, you won't. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I think a lot of the time, the, the excuses I've heard and the criticisms I've seen of certain things, they, they strike me as hollow. They, they, they're kind of just not real kind of things. And, yeah, and the relatability thing, which I have seen come up quite a few times, is bollocks. It's complete bollocks. I related to it, and I'm not in the target demographic for this. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Go on, Ms. Marvel. Talk uh, about it. So it's been, I think, uh, produced by the British comedian Bish- Bishop Kate Alley, or uh, I guess the concept, not that, not, not that she created the character, but uh, the, the TV show. Um, yeah, she created it for TV. And the first and last episode were directed by Adil and Bilal, who directed Bad Boys for Life. Mm, they're good directors. Yeah, the, the first episode was brilliant. I mean, I, I like the fact it's quite a slow not not a slow build but the, there was like no no threat and it was only kind of hinted at the very end of the first episode the the, mm. the very first episode is um just scene setting and sort of just saying uh, Kamala Khan and 
her friends and her family and you know what her life is like and that was really interesting yeah. and, and um i guess like all the characters are sort of given time to breathe like a brother her, you know her best friends and uh kind of the queen bee in school and um yeah her, her mum and her dad um and i think were, i think she's probably got one of the best families in the mcu i would say so as well i'm really it, it, like they've they've talked about the marvels you know the the movie that's that's happening yeah and they confirmed that her parents are going to be in that as oh, well I, I i was i was genuinely happy at that i was like oh brilliant i love them because um yeah again the the sort of they do feel like authentic muslim parents in terms of in terms of their attitudes i love the 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 thing where bruno goes into their house and and uh He's leaving, but she comes out with a bunch of food to yes. give to him yeah, to yeah, take yeah. away. And he's like, where did you get that from? And she goes like, you have your secrets, I have mine. You know, that's great. And the relationship um, with, with, with her mum is obviously a, um, a, a sort of a thread throughout the whole series, probably more so than her dad. But um, yeah. yeah, no, it, it felt really real, the whole thing. Yeah, and I, the, thing, the thing that really kind of surprisingly got me was... Um, their whole argument about her going to AvengerCon because the whole thing is that she's a she's a big Avengers fan, um, and uh, oh, the, op- so the they- very opening of the, of the first episode. Sorry to jump in, but um, yeah, the the very opening of the, of the first episode where you've got um, Kamala telling, like doing like a YouTube video or something um, of um, sort of the story which you now um, of, of basically what Captain Marvel had done, and mm. I, I thought it, it it was really well shot, like with all. the the different paper sort of animations and things. It, was, it, it looked like something out of uh, Mitchell's Versus the Machines. Yeah, and and I, I will say as well, again, this is more of a side point, but the texting in the show, the way they yes. integrate into the backgrounds. See, that, that was lows in the first episode, and it kind of went, it got less as it went through the series. I wonder whether that's a budget thing, that as they had to use her sort of hard light powers more because she was using them more, you could kind of do the wacky stuff less. I think probably because the sort of superhero story took over. Yeah. I think I I think that's a stylistic choice rather than a budgetary thing. Okay. Um but yeah, it it felt like well it felt like the the uh opening of Baby Driver or something like that. it was very very Edgar Wright I thought that some of the some of the kind of Yeah, 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 I was going to say yeah, I was going to say oh, Scott Scott Pilgrim but yes, yeah, so Edgar yeah. Wright again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's one that I really really love which is uh when she's coming back from the party in the second episode and she's just met dreamboat Cameron. he's he's got out of the pool and she's been like just dumbfounded because the dude's got the dude's ripped yeah um and and then you know and then then the sort of driving lesson thing you know they're talking about that and then she's all loved up and she comes home and she's kind of like uh dancing to the music in her head which is be my baby when she gets home yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And she, you know, and she, she, she's pulling poses and dancing and she goes up the stairs and she collapses on the bed. Her phone dings and it's Cameron. And the text message um, that he sent her is on the bedspread next to her, like as part of the design. Yeah. And then her reply is like that as well. And I, I, I don't know, man, that just, you know, there are more interesting ones. And I love the sort of moving sort of murals and stuff in the first one. And I always liked it. With the credits as well, I always watch the credits for this because they always pick some kind of banger of a track I'd never heard. 
Yes. And yeah, yeah. It, and it was interesting really when it changed when she went to Karachi. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the the I I think it it properly got over the whole teenage thing. It managed to sort of like tap you into that world uh, if you're not, or if you can't even remember what being a teenager is like. Um, I, I think I think it was it was really really good. I think that was yeah, and that's what makes it feel that sort of extra special that that sort of freshness that sort of like oh crap we haven't seen this before because like things like Moon Knight, which as I said I loved, I really really yes. enjoyed Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Um, I've enjoyed all the Marvel things. The, the the worst one so far has been Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes, and that was that was just fine i think that was unfortunately because i had like massive or apparently huge rewrites because of uh, the pandemic yeah and and because of that as well it had to follow follow one division which really felt like it was shaking up the the marvel formula i'm so sick of people talking about the marvel formula yeah i don't really think it's been a marvel formula probably since uh, i mean maybe iron man 3 but possibly uh winter Uh, soldier i keep thinking of it as sort of like almost the Captain America super soldier serum. Like other people have tried the shared universe stuff and tried to get their sort of like their own Captain America off the ground. And it just hasn't worked. And it just, there have been things that are just keep coming out sort of malformed kind of abominations, (laughs) you know, like if it was so easy and it isn't, and you know, it really, really isn't. I think Marvel studios just have a, good focus on storytelling and they have a wealth of stories to choose from and they know what to adapt and what to kind of leave behind. It's not all super successful. It's not all kind of like super, but when they hit, they hit big. Hmm. And some, some of these, some of these films in, in the MCU, they are all timers. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hearing that noise about the Marvel formula. I, I, it's, Again, I would say it's probably the Marvel framework, if anything, not the formula. Otherwise, the formula is good guy beats bad guy, which they've been doing since time immemorial, you know? I I just, I again, and I don't feel like I'm going to get, like, special insider passes and free screenings from Disney for defending them. I don't feel like I'm, I'm you know, kind of defending them because oh i like it and therefore i just think these criticisms are bollocks a lot of the time and i've I've yet to come across someone who's managed to put these forward in a can in a kind of intelligent eloquent way normally what they just end up saying like something like something's woke or it's identity politics or something and then i just fucking switch off because i know that past that point they're not going to have anything of interest to say Hmm. you use those terms unironically you're an idiot so yeah, so so this because it has that kind of superhero thing, and because it has the sort of fan fictiony type thing, I was ready for people to call Kamala Khan a Mary Sue. I don't think is, I've seen that. Oh the, well, the, it's, the people, it's, no, no, sorry, I don't think. Yeah, sorry, I'm familiar yeah. with because that's what people's yeah. issues were with uh, Ray in uh, the Star Wars sequels. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think I've seen people refer to uh, Kamala Khan as a Mary Sue. I think because she writes fan fiction and it's almost a self-insert, and 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 it beca- maybe because in this series she hasn't met any kind of like established Avengers and whatever. It's it's been kind of thing in the game. She goes to 
a, 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 a big celebration for the Avengers called Avengers Day or A-Day. Hmm. And she's, she's one of the winners of the fanfic competition. And she actually meets the Avengers and they all really like her and everything. So again, you can sort of see where the Mary Sue thing comes from. But again, I think the whole Mary Sue kind of terminology is uh, sexist and dumb. So, so, but so that, that is kind of there. That's, that's kind of thing. Sorry, this is a very issues kind of thing. I clearly, I've got a lot on my chest about this sort of current, but it, it's, I can, do you know what it is? I think it's because I see the shit show that is that the absolute storm of turds that is coming when the Marvels is released because people hate Brie Larson. Okay. I, I don't know why. Because she's because this it all from what I understand it just seems to come from the fact that she said there should be she wasn't interested in hearing what white critics had to say about certain stories. Okay, a really innocuous comment, but then kind of the sort of easily offended, thin skin kind of wankers out there decided then that that was that was the kind of chance for a big old hate campaign. Uh, and they were hating on on Captain Marvel and oh it was all girl power shit and blah blah blah, and and they continue to this day because it gets clicks on YouTube because there are lots of angry little dudes who who want to feel better about themselves by criticizing you know kind of really inoffensive stuff if we're being honest, um, but. I, I've got a horrible feeling because you know Ms. Marvel is a TV show on Disney Plus. So, and as as you said, it's it's one of the low, the lowest watched so far. I think so. It's definitely the lowest. Uh, yeah, lowest yeah. W. I mean, it and could be because the weather. Could... Yeah, yeah. You know, as some sort of victory for regressive viewpoints. Um, but I think there's there's going to be an absolute storm of terrible takes when the Marvels comes out because it, it's, it's just a catalyst. You've got Captain Marvel in there and you've got Ms. Marvel. And obviously they're all the hot topic kind of things there. It's all in one. I, I've got a horrible feeling. It is going to be uh, a bit nasty. I don't think the film is going to be, I think the film is going to be great, hmm. but yeah, I I think I, the, I, I've uh, got high hopes for the film. The online discourse is going to be toxic as fuck. And so I, I just, I just see it happening. Like it hasn't happened yet, but I'm sort of waiting for it. I've sort of like, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like ready to sort of tune it out, or try to. But it's hard. It's hard when these things happen because they do such a good job of amplifying their shitty opinions throughout the internet. Especially if you're a consumer of film internet stuff, like I am, and you are. Yeah. Like you just come aware of these things, and then it just, then they can't shut up about it. You know, it's like the Ghostbusters thing or the Star Wars thing. There are still people who will say, oh, I hated The Last Jedi. Wow. Fucking what a unique opinion that is. But it's like it's super important for them to tell you that The Last Jedi sucked. And it's like Rise of Skywalker sucked to me. I've, I really did not like that movie. I have written precisely zero internet comments about my opinions on Rise of Skywalker. I don't need to. Because we've got a four-hour podcast coming on it. Yeah, well, but the point being is that at least at least then there are barriers. It's not, you know, people will choose to listen or not listen to us, as the case may be. It's not on some random internet forum where, you know, they're talking about 
only stuff tangentially related to it. And I'm just like, oh, fucking Rise of Skywalker. Cinematic AIDS. You know, or any of the the horrible hyperbolic bullshit that these people say. I said, you caught me in a ranty kind of mood. And I do apologize because the thing is, this show is great. I mean, as much as I've been, uh, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've enjoyed most of the, I think all the, the, the Disney Plus Marvel things. I think I agree with you that probably the weakest is um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, but most of them have had an episode where it's kind of been a bit weak. Um, whereas I don't think Ms. Marvel did. I think every episode is pretty strong. Um, it's, the, it's the program I think I've definitely learned the most, even though I never really felt like I was being talked at, if you see what I mean. Like, it, it wasn't like, this is a very special episode. But I thought you got to see, like, not just the superhero stuff, I thought you really got to see, you know, they had, like, Eid celebrations, they had uh, a, a wedding, you had, like, you say, going to, going to, um, uh, going, to the, uh, going to the mosque. Um, uh, it, it did a really great way of, um, of, uh, of sort of, showing this culture that you know i'm I'm not familiar with but yeah. in a way it, it never felt preachy no and i really like i really like that the the whole partition thing becomes like central to the story i like i like how her brother says like every pakistani family has a partition story yes Be- yes you know because again that feels ridiculously authentic i, I, mean, I dare say that is the case y- you and I uh, had the same history teacher in sixth form. Yeah. Um, who I, I think he was possibly po- possibly had a um, uh, probably a more radical way of teaching than um, I don't know maybe other similar teachers at, at that time. So I think it's, it's so not to say that we never learned. To, I think we we met, there may have been a sort of Britain did this. It was fairly horrific, but we wouldn't have learned to it in detail. Um, no, well, there's even there's even a bit in the Ms. Marvel episode where they're in history class, and Nakia says something like, um, two, two hours on the ancient Romans and Byzantium, and like six minutes on ancient Persia. History really is written by the oppressors, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that is true. History is always yeah. written by the victors, and anyway, that. Yeah, you know, victors oppressors. It, it is. It's always written by. But what I mean is, we we got that same kind of thing. It's like, oh, Britain did some bad stuff, but you don't want to know about yes, that. Here's, yeah, here's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there was no, not even a little bit of focus on it. I mean, not that we were completely unaware, but it's just not something that's taught. That no, it's not. No, Britain was global shit. <laughs> you know, uh, and and the empire was horrible, and yeah, we 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 oppressed. Uh, tortured and killed a lot of people. Um, sorry for all British people. I feel I can talk on behalf of Britain. What about you? Are you, yeah. you sorry, or do you not care? I think I think it's a area of history that needs more. It definitely needs more sort of um, yes, uh, more 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 of a spotlight on. And it's worrying that um, certainly with our government at the moment seem to be more. Interested in either removing history or any sort of critical history in the curriculum, or removing history altogether. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think I, I, you know, I, I don't think it's a, it's a bad thing to learn the sort of high points and the low points yeah. of your yeah, country yeah, yeah. and culture. I really don't. 
Um, and you it's know, not to and, say it's, you know, it's not to say it was all bad. It's not to say it was all good either, as, as in the no. national stories as a whole. Um, I, uh, but yeah, I think you should be able to learn all aspects of it. That's part of what learning mm. history is, where you're sort of taught to learn, you know, conflicting opinions to kind of get a bigger picture of the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that's the thing. the 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 flashback episode of Ms. Marvel, I think, is my favorite. Okay. Like the actual historical one to find out, because it it kind of I not only is it a lovely love story, but it it felt like oh, wow, they really are doing something different with the whole thing. This is kind of delving more into those kind of times and and, and where these characters and this family and this tradition uh, and the bangle and everything come from. Weirdly, it put me in mind of The Kingsman. Um, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, the, the opening of it, because, you know, when we did the episode on that, I, I, I think we both said that, when they talk, sort of talk about concentration camps, and they sort of said how complicit Britain was and how Britain invented the concentration camps um, in uh, at the start of the film, that we were surprised it kind of went there. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think it might be because it's, um, uh, you know, it's an American production. I think if it had been an American empire, I'm not sure they would have gone there in quite as hard as they did because it's Probably like those not. damn Brits. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Again, it, it comes down to, you know, different cultural interpretations, doesn't it? But well, also, I, they're more, know, di- obviously, in America, they're more distant from the, uh, you, you know, from it because they weren't involved. Yes. Um, but, yeah. Do you know, I think, because I was thinking in general, and this this is another side point. This doesn't even talk about Ms. Marvel. I, and I, I will say, I've probably said it a couple of times now, but this is a great show. It full is. Full of relatable characters. And I think uh, Aman Vellani as, as Kamala Khan. Was her first acting role? Yeah, I know. And she's from Karachi. Okay. She's Canadian. She's Canadian-Pakistani. Okay. She's from the place. And she was a fan of Marvel, a lifelong fan, which made me feel incredibly fucking old. Um, <laughs> of of the whole thing, she is perfect for this role, and I think she does it with charm, vulnerability, kind of just this this sort of performance that that you know it, is is just special, and and I can't wait to see her in more stuff because she seems so perfect for the role. This is this is another home run Marvel casting. Yeah, 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 it's fantastic. Um, but I, mean, I thought. I just, the, oh, sorry. Go on, go on, carry on. Oh, so you sound like you're building up something. Sorry. Well, I've just got, I've just got a side point because I learned about this recently. It's been kind of occupying my head a little bit, and I think it kind of shows the importance of representation and things like that. You know, we, the, because it it's hard for people like us. And, I know this could go a whole different way, <laughs> like, but it is, it is hard for people like us to see the problems with underrepresentation because we're in a bubble. Hmm. You know, we we're white dudes. We've been catered to, whether we wanted it or not. It, it, these things we've been over catered to with these kind of things. So representation doesn't really kind of mean too much to us. 
as a thing. But I learned the history of a, an action figure called Sun Man. I don't know if you know of Sun Man. No. Nope. Um, Sun Man was created because uh, this woman, Wyla Eason, um, she had a three-year-old son who was watching Masters of the Universe. And um, I, I, I can't remember exactly the whole thing, but it, it transpired that he didn't think he could be He-Man because he wasn't white. Okay. And the thing that troubled her, not only is that a troubling thing by itself, but he didn't seem to get that opinion. No, no one had told him he couldn't be He-Man or one of the Masters of the Universe because he wasn't white, because they lived in a black neighborhood in Brooklyn, I believe. You know, so so he seemed to have arrived to that conclusion on his own, and that really worried uh, Wyler. And she ended up creating Olmec Toys, which was a whole uh, kind of thing to show more you know, different action figures, different dolls with more diverse skin colors and whatever. And Sunman was her kind of answer to the whole He-Man thing in the fact that he was black and he had kind of, you know, Afro-type hair and, and, and things like that. Like, he was black and being black was part of his identity. The whole thing about melanin, because she was thinking about kind of, well, what could be special about being black and it's it's the the color of the skin and so it has to do with the sun and you know the fact he's named sun man and it was inspired by a sun is no accident um and these toys became incredibly popular and, and there was a toy line i think it was called riders of the sun or whatever and this happened you know 40 years ago i think but it's only recently that sun man has officially become part of the masters of the universe toy line okay so the thing that inspired the whole thing has now been sort of adopted into the whole kind of thing, which I think is brilliant. And and but it the fact that she was compelled to to make Sunman and Olmec toys because of what her son at a very young age kind of like had internalized as a thing, I think it shows the the importance of representation for certain things i think i think people deserve to see their sort of heritage sexuality gender identity any anything like that they deserve to see it represented in some way because we all you know deserve to be shown that hey we can be superheroes too you know and and it that has been kind of going round and round in my head recently because i i think it's a it's such a great story that sort of you know finishes in a loop the fact that it's been officially sort of canonized and may even be in future kind of TV shows and movies and whatever of Masters of the Universe, you know, alongside He-Man, Skeletor and yeah. all that lot. Um, I think it's, it's it's a really, really great story. And I think it does kind of highlight the whole representation thing. And I think Kamala Khan is, is, is another one. You know, girls are they're less re represented in the superhero pantheon. Uh, as she said, brown girls from Jersey don't get to be heroes. And, and, you know, and I, I love the fact that she's out there and she's Ms. Marvel and it's brilliant. And yeah, the, the, some of the stuff I really like the, Oh, what's the head of the mosque called? Him? Yes. Him saying, uh, 
good isn't something you are it's something you do and that that is i mean obviously it's got echoes of great power there must also come great responsibility uh and that that sort of motto that sort of credo has been in the comics and it was in the avengers game and it's in this and i love the fact that it's him saying it to her and i i really really like that sort of thing like you have the power to choose who you want to be and it's all about identity you've got you know is she is she going to be the good family girl who who just does what her mother says you know but she wants to be an avengers fan she wants to sort of learn drive with handsome Comron and all that you know and nakia she's she's but you know she says about uh wearing the hijab and how she was too white for some muslims and and too ethnic for white people so, so she wore the hijab to, to you know because she felt it was her and and so you know many of the superhero stories are about identity and how how do I fold this into part of who I am? And, you know, and she starts as a sort of Captain Marvel cosplayer. And I love the, the, the cosplay costume as well. Yes. I think it's brilliant. But then slowly forges to her own identity. Well, I like that at the, the, the end she's given her, her costume by her mum and her name by her dad, a superhero name by her dad. Yeah. It was nice. And it's it, kind of like an amalgamation of the two. Yes. And it means Marvel. Yeah, and I love the fact she says, "You say all this time I've had the same name as Cal- Carol Frickin' Danvers," <laughs> and he's like, "I don't know who that is." <laughs> like, you know, and her dad is adorable. The yeah. the uh, scene where they do decide to let her go to AdventureCon, but only with a chaperone, and, and he's the Incredible dad. Hulk. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, and then when she rejects him and he cries, yes, that broke my heart, dude. Yeah, that was horrible. It was good, and, like and, her relationships with with her family and the friends, and it, it, no, it, it was. It, I think, it, it, yeah, it, it is a good show for that. Um, I thought the finale was good, where they sort of, because I guess throughout the series, you, you've been sort of been setting up the, uh, of the sort of the clandestines as the bad guys, but it was kind of that was wrapped up in pretty much in episode five, and then mm-hmm. so it wasn't like people with fairly similar powers, just slightly different color powers fighting each other as the, in a lot of super films some, some marvel ones included um where it's sort of you know the yeah well i don't like it when it's when it's the this the the kind of hero and the copycat having a big old fight like, yeah there was that luke cage remember when that ended in with him versus diamondback i didn't actually get that far with the, a lot of the netflix programs oh, okay. well it's just a punching contest between luke cage and and a guy who has like a, a kind of mech rig Okay, it's, and it's not good. But um, um, uh, so you kind of had Cameron, uh, sorry, Cameron, um, ha- uh, sort of having similar powers and not really knowing what to do with them, but then getting quite, you know, scared and angry and using it. And her sort of him trying to, uh, I guess, take revenge on the damage control people, um, and mm. Kamala sort of trying to stop him and stop him hurting people and sort of, you, you know, taking out the damage control army but still going like you know are you guys okay and stuff yeah yeah it reminded me of spider-man's webs you know yes yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. defensive and they can be used to neutralize and pacify rather than do some damage you know and and that's what she was doing um again it's it the whole thing is quite spider-man like yeah 
Yeah. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. I thought it was disappointing there was no Springsteen in it. There was a bit of Bon Jovi being from New Jersey, but no. No, no well, there's a bit of Brown Jovi. Yes, yeah, who are a real band. I, I, there's well, some uh, some uh, Riz Khan on the uh, on the uh, on the soundtrack. Riz Ahmed, oh, yeah? sorry, Riz Ahmed. Yeah, well, he's he's brilliant, and his uh, his music is great too. So I didn't I didn't hear that. I I really liked uh, opening. You kind of get more traditional. So you got Blinding Lights, but the weekend you got um, My Type by Saint Motel. Which is that? Okay, yeah. Um, and then yeah, then you move into the kind of uh, tracks in Urdu and and the Hindi and all that, and it's it's brilliant. It it and as I said, especially the credits tracks tended to be complete fucking bangers. So just just sitting there, sitting there and watching the sort of moving paint graphics and and as you said, when it changes for Karachi and things like that. Really, really great stuff. Yeah. Um, and a trusted bro, Laurie, in the credits as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but that's it. I think that's that's you know that those little Easter eggs and things for fans is great. You know, no one is going to miss out if they don't see that that truck or no. know what it's from. You know, that's kind of how it should be. And I and yes, while while there are story elements leading up to other things, I really don't think it's that involved. Yeah, and just ask people. I dare say you've got you know someone who's like a superhero super fan. Also, if it, if it's that important, they will explain it in in a film. It's it's like in yeah. uh, in Endgame where they I think they appreciated that nobody really watched or rewatched Thor two. So there's a bit where they explain the plot of Thor two. Yeah, yeah, they they they're good at doing that. They've been doing it for decades yeah. in the comic book, and they've been doing it for over a decade in the movies. So. It's it's fine. You're not missing out on much, um, even if you do feel sort of left behind by the whole thing. Yeah, there 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 are so many things that I really really liked. I I loved um, her name necklace breaking and becoming the sort of lightning bolt yeah. logo. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm taking inspiration from much. as well. I also like the my my daughter has you, you know, find your iPhone, and I'm only just finding out about this now. Yeah, I know she was she was ecstatic that she could stalk her daughter. Yeah, but that's the thing. The whole family were great. The grandmother, mm. um, the I, I, as I'm so excited to see the her mum and dad, and I like the brother as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought he was cool, and and the wedding was joyful until it all wasn't. But like the actual sort of dancing and everything. Yes, and I love yeah. the fact how, how they how they um, have Bruno as just just one of the family. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like Bruno. I thought I thought he was good. I do as well, and I, I like the fact he went to the Avengers Con as Bruce Banner, just normal scientist guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was his costume. Um, yeah, but obviously he's, he's the tech guy and and whatever. And, and I liked, I loved the little reveal that you know Kamran coming in and being all like handsome and brash and everything, and calling him Brian. That wasn't intentional. Yes, I, I, yes, I like that reveal. That yeah, you, you <laughs> don't think he's doing it on purpose, and he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no. They're just like I thought. Your name is Brian, uh, yeah. So, so that was that was really good. I think I think it's one of the best Marvel series. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, and uh, and I'm I'm really really looking forward to seeing more of the characters, uh, like sort of interact with the wider Marvel universe. 
you know and 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 especially especially the point where where Kamala is going to meet Carol Danvers well so at the at the very end they've they've the sort of the I guess the post switched. yeah the the the, the post credit teaser or mid credit yeah. teaser yeah where uh, Carol Danvers appeared in her bedroom yes yeah. the bangle um, has some sparkly new powers yes and I like the fact that they still don't fully understand the powers I like I like the sort of the sort of weird um, realm it taps into the weird sort of kind of stuff. I, I mm. really like that. I think, and I think it's going to be interesting to sort of like expand upon that and the powers. The one thing we haven't said is that there, there's a reveal in the last episode, which yes. is very interesting, which is that Bruno was just casually looking at her genetics as you do. As you do. And her entire, and her entire family. Yes. And Kamala it's a mutant or something inhuman. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Actually, they don't do that. They do the, the, the X-Men 97 thing. So they, so they have, they have that little snippet. Okay. All right, mate. Quiet time now. So yeah, that's a, that's a great little reveal. And she's, she's so, she's the MCU's first confirmed mutant. I mean, I suppose we had, Spoilers for Multiverse of Madness, but we did have Professor X uh, in this there. universe's first confirmed mutant. Yes, and and so that that is how they're sort of building it. And apparently, according to one of the co-creators of Ms. Marvel, that was the intention to make her a mutant rather than an inhuman. Um, so yeah, it's kind possibly. of like they got to do that. I don't really think it matters I, to be honest, because I think no, of course it doesn't. They've already got it, you know. Um, X Men. I guess the first X Men film came out in the two thousands. I think X Men are probably more in the public uh, cultural conscious than the Inhumans. And you have to explain so who are these people they're kind of like mutants, but not mutants. I don't really think it matters. And if it bothers no. you that much, just say it's a different world, it's a different universe, and just yeah, no, no, I, I don't think it does matter. I, what I'm saying is that I like that the original intention for the character has kind of come through now into this interpretation of it. But yeah, no, it, yeah, she's a mutant. So you know, the, the, as I said, the Fantastic Four and the X Men—they're they're slowly coming. They're definitely teasing us more with the X Men. I don't think the X Men is going to come in the Multiverse Saga. I think Probably not. I think it's going to be phases seven, eight, and nine, culminating in Avengers versus X Men, and that'll be the mutant saga. Quite possibly, quite possibly, because X Men '97 is something they showed. They showed the, the sort of character designs and stuff for that. And they've they've had that sort of that X Men theme twice now. They had it in Marvel yeah. and they've had it in Ms. Marvel. But I don't um, think you're going to get X Men proper until after no, I, uh, no, Secret I think, Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Fantastic Four have already been established, so yeah. I think that would be they're they're holding out on the X Men, which is fine until 2026. We, yeah, we'll we've got enough X Men things to be getting on with. Yeah, haven't yeah. We? I mean. Just to our twelve-part series on the whole thing. Although, yeah, I mean, we did come up with the perfect viewing order of the X Men films, and it didn't involve all the X Men films. No, it involved forgetting some of them, which was yeah. good. Ms. Marvel is is the character sort of introduction that I wanted. Uh, I, I've read a couple of the comics. Um, this is a couple of the sort of first ones. As I said, I played the Avengers game, and that's pretty much like a Ms. Marvel origin story as well. And 
and yeah, the only the only shame I thought was the fact that the suit reveal had been kind of spoiled um, by marketing material and things like that. They had the shot of her sitting on the lamppost, which is a great shot and from the comics. Yeah, yeah. But they they had her in full costume and everything, kind of like from the start, whereas she doesn't get that costume until the last episode. I think they did it with most things, though. Cause they did it with Daredevil, and that pissed me off as well. And they did it with, with um, Hawkeye, that you'd seen the purple suit before they put it on. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I get, because, you know, of superhero things the way they are, the, you know, Marvel games get updated, you know, Fortnite gets the suits, there are Funko Pops with the suits on by, by the time that you know, so yeah, it just all all these kind of things. So it's, I get it, but it's still a bit of a shame because I think I think the reveal would have been very cool because it's a very very cool suit, and I like how it how it ties in, sort of everything about her. You know, she's got her own logo going on. She's got the sort of like she's covered up because you know Muslim and demure and things like that. She's got the the scarf it and and then the sort of like converse shoes that hmm. sort of complete the look it's great it's really really good and yes i love the fact that she said in biggin in the yes. final yeah. episode uh which i do believe is is from the simpsons the whole uh, that's that's the jebediah springfield thing and the noble spirit and biggin's the smallest man okay and they and and they have the joke about this Krabappel and, and miss hoover they're like leaning against the sort of auditorium wall, smoking, and uh, and she said, "In big," and I hadn't heard the word "in big" until I moved to Springfield. And the other one says, "Why not? It's a perfectly cromulent word." <laughs> so, "in big," and I do believe actually does come from The Simpsons. So, uh, so that was cool, and and it was a cool take on the whole thing as well. And big, and normally just meant she went super sort of like giant and deformed, but now she's got like a crystalline kind of. I mean, she's giant. But she's got like a crystalline kind of like protective suit type deal. Yeah, and she's bulletproof and shit. I'm down for it. I and and I thought the f- the final episode with this sort of sketching out the school plans and and the sort of traps around the high school and stuff like that, super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a just a really really good finale. And uh, it was a good series thought, all around, I think. It, yeah, yeah, it was. And 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 that's it. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. I've talked about the issues around it kind of more, but that's because I I really don't feel it fits those criticisms. I I think it is a genuinely genuinely brilliant piece of TV. Gen- if 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 you're struggling, you know, oh, what to watch for kind of Marvel stuff to catch up and you want to Ms. Marvel is is a great a great great kind of one to try. And that one, you don't need to have seen anything else to watch. You can just jump straight in with it. Exactly. You don't have to watch Moon Knight and WandaVision and What If and Hawkeye. No. No. So, so yeah, so that's, those are my thoughts. I can't think of anything else. I was trying to think of other sort of standout kind of things, but it was, it was all pretty standout. Yeah, it was just a very, very solid show and, uh, and, and had some really, really, great character stuff great kind of relationships i loved her her friendship with bruno and nakia and and kind of i really i thought it was all very very well done nicely sympathetic and everything brilliant more please 
and uh, and I'm, I'm really really looking forward to the Marvels. I think that's going to kick all kinds of ass. Yeah, and yeah, and and it's going to be worth it to see a fan going over Carol Danvers alone. But uh, you know, I I imagine they probably have a story as well. You know, they, I've you know the tickets already sold to me. I like the characters. I like going into it. I, I like I like the thought of them meeting and interacting. So anything else is a bonus. Rob, you got anything more to say? No, no. Uh, yeah, more of the same. Yeah, be that as a an ensemble film, standalone film, another series. I, no, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was different. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good shit. Okay, That's so. the official popcorn bucket rating. Yeah, um, um, I'm sure next time we enjoy a Marvel program, we'll do another pick and mix episode on it. Yeah, well, it, it just it it just kind of frees us up to do these kind of things, and I and I do think. I do think the people who are criticizing Marvel again, it's a big enough boy. It makes all the money in the world, a scary amount of money. I, you know, it's not going to go away anytime soon, no matter how hard you hate it. Um, yeah, I think it's you, you know something like a Doctor Strange, Thor, or a, you know, we'll have enough people sort of talking about it. Um, whereas I think I'm not sure there's been quite as much chatter around Ms. Marvel as there have been some some of the other things. No, no. Speaking of which, listen to our Thor episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepopcornbucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at popcornbucketpod or over on Twitter at popcornbucketpd. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Longcat Media for the theme music. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Many thanks, take care, and see you next episode. What he said. In Biggin. In Biggin indeed.